Hey, welcome to My Favorite River with River Company Outfitters. I'm your host, Dylan. With me, I have a very special guest. I have Zach Collier from Northwest Rafting Company. He's also the host of The Gear Garage and Zach and Aaron's amazing, awesome, sometimes terrible YouTube show. So, Zach, thanks for coming on today. Yeah, the new title is uh, Naive and Entitled Rafting Show. Is Was that a comment? Is that what's, is that how you got that? that, that yeah. Title? Yeah, we usually read like whenever a, a, somebody leaves a comment on our podcast that describes our show, we usually change the name of the show to that. And yeah, so I, I've noticed in like there was one time that you said Zach was or uh, Aaron was eating a sandwich and you like changed it back down to mediocre. And... Yeah. Well, <laughs> and then somebody emailed us. They meant to be nice. They said, no, your show, your show is definitely better than mediocre. And they meant it as a compliment. But when you read it, you're like, really? And so then we changed the name of the show to better than mediocre show. So uh -huh. it's. It's as good as we, it's as good as our fans think it is. Yeah, I I, I enjoy it. Um, if I can't watch it live, I definitely watch it, uh, you know, as soon as I can uh, pull it up. Sweet. And so it airs on Friday, fr Fridays at. Uh, 2 p.m. Pacific. Two, and 5 p.m. So that's 5 p.m. Eastern for people like me who don't understand uh, <laughs> time zones. Um, but um, yeah, so Zach, go ahead and tell us a little about yourself. Um I kind of introduced, but like you're, you know, the owner of Northwest Rafting Company, yeah. which is out in, out West, um, yep. it's in a bunch yep. of States, right? We do trips in Oregon and Idaho and then some international stuff. Okay, cool. And you guys have that cool rowing class as well. Uh, I've seen. Yeah. I mean, we, we used to do real rafting guide schools, like come learn how to be a guide with us and we didn't need to hire any guides. So we were teaching guide schools, but we had no job for them. And more and more people started joining our guide schools who want our private boating classes. And then we decided to stop doing guide schools and just do those. And that was a long time ago. And now it's grown into something massive. Like, honestly, I could just do rowing schools and make a living at this point. I mean, there's so much demand for it. We're already sold out for this whole season that, on all of our amazing. rowing stuff. And it's February. I mean, and I taught a class. I mean, I taught a class the last two days. It's February. And I dropped that person off for the third day today to have somebody else teach the third day so I could be here for the podcast. And I have a class next Monday and Tuesday. So we're just like going gangbusters with instruction. That's awesome. How, how long have you um, been with Northwest Rafting or, you know, taking over that? I started in 2009. So it's my company I started. Yeah, I started okay. running a different company, Echo, in 2007. And I, I ran that company as the owner started selling it off in pieces. And as they sold their company off, I built mine up starting in 2009. Okay, cool. So that's, uh, I mean, 13 years now, that's, uh, that's a pretty good run. Yeah. Um, and then when did you start, you said the rowing kind of like shifted when, did, how long you've been doing just the rowing classes? I mean, probably since I'm guessing we started those around when I started Northwest, maybe okay. a little, actually we started the very first ones, which we called recreational rowing schools. Cause we, we did professional guide schools and then recreational guide schools. And so that was the precursor to rowing schools. We probably started that in 2004. Oh, wow. Cool. So it's been a awesome. while. So, um, yeah. So how did you, I, I like to ask everybody on the podcast, yeah. how did they get into like the river industry? Was it, you know, a family trip? And then you were like, this is awesome. I need a guide or the last guy I talked to you, <laughs> the last guy I talked to was a swimmer in college and just was like, Hey, I need something to do in, <laughs> in the summer. And he'd never been rafting before. And he just went to guide school. 
Um, um, I was, I mean, as a boy scout, I grew up in boy scouts and my dad worked for the boy scouts. So I'd always travel with him to go to camps and check things out. And I spent a lot of time in the outdoors. I, mean, I, got, I was really good at starting a fire and tying knots and all the boy scout things. And uh, I worked, so I, in my college years, I worked at boy scout camps in the summer where I'd go and like, I lead my, the main thing I did was lead backpacking trips. And one week we had a week off from backpacking trips and I just joined the kayaking program because I didn't have a trip that week. And I, so I tagged along on the whitewater kayaking thing and I just fell in love with it. So I got into kayaking first and kayaked for like three or four years uh, and went to guide school at when I was in grad school. So I wasn't, it wasn't until I was 22 that I went to like a university guide school just so I could live closer to rivers and go kayaking more. And then just slowly worked my way on different rivers. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty cool. I would, I mean, you do talk about kayaking, but on, on the podcast and YouTube channel, but, uh, I, I would not have guessed that that's, that's how you went. You came in from kayaking instead of rafting and then learning how to kayak. So that's interesting. I mean, I'm mainly a kayaker, I would say. Okay. Um, as I'm getting older, it's harder to kayak as much, but that's most of my boating and especially fun boating and challenging boating has been in the kayak. Uh, but it's definitely as the older do it, you know, it's harder to do, but I'm not a kayak instructor. I just like to do it a lot. And so yeah. I could, I don't feel like I can talk as an expert on kayaking. There's way better people that could do YouTube about kayaking. I just really like it and I'm pretty good at it, but I have no business telling people how to kayak at all. <laughs> like I, I yeah. never took a real class. I have terrible technique. I've just sort of like figured out my way of kayaking. And, um, but in terms of rafting, I, because I've been a guide for so long and I've done, I have done a lot of rowing, like tons and tons of rowing too. I do feel like I can, I feel comfortable presenting myself as an expert in rowing. Yeah. And you've been teaching those classes, like you said, yep. so long that, that it kind of, you know, you, you do be, I think once you start teaching stuff, you, you learn it even better because it's just, Oh, for sure. How, how, um, I, I, that's how my brain works. So, um, yep. what, what other companies and uh, rivers did you run like commercially as a guy before you started doing Northwest and Echo? I mean, a, a lot. Oh, my, <laughs> when, I, when I got into guiding, I took it on full force. Um, I worked for as many different companies as I could on as many different rivers as I could. So I'm not going to just name them all. It's just yeah. like, I took every opportunity I had to like learn different perspectives and different types of trips. But I mainly started on the American river in California. And that took me to the Tuolumne river in California, which is where I rode for seven summers on the, and rowing the Tuolumne is hard. That's where I got most of my rowing experience. Um, just 16 foot gear boats, hard rapids, low water. Like that was my, my major background. And then that took me to the middle fork of the salmon in Idaho, where I guided for a few years and then drove the sweet boat. And then that's how I slowly got into management is, is through that. But along the way, I worked for Arda a bunch. I worked for this company called Sunshine in California that did this section on Goodwin Canyon. Um, I did some inter really eccentric international work like at different places. Like I went to Nepal and just safety kayaked for free. Like I didn't get paid to do it. Um, things like that where I just sometimes just went internationally and just did free trips to get kayak along and help. Um, but I worked a lot of different places. That's that's um the the experience of like working everywhere is that's something that's amazing to me as someone who's just like my dad taught me how to raft and i've never been like a guide or anything so i i've run the okoe a million times and i've run like the nehala a bunch and yeah I've, you know gone up to the golly and stuff but uh i haven't got a chance to 
you know, go see California. That's like on my like bucket list of like places to go. So that's awesome that you got to experience that. Um, California is the best. Oh yeah. <laughs> I live in Oregon. I love Oregon boating, but there is nowhere better. I've ever been than California. California is the best for boating. Yeah. The, uh, there's, um, we have a TikTok page and there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of TikTok. um, got proud California TikTokers, uh, that I found on, on the rafting. Um, there's, page. there's amazing boating there. Just amazing. I mean, but most of it's kind of burly too. So, you know, we in California, I mean, there's like the American river and the Merced and like the, and the current and the Kings, all the class three ish runs that you could just go do, but there is such a massive world of really cool, just big full day trips and expeditions. And there's a lot to do there. A lot of diversity. Yeah. It's a big state Uh, when there's water and water's been an issue lately. So when there's water, that place is amazing. Yeah. I almost made that joke that the Cody, I never (laughs) worry about, I never worry about the water and, uh, um, but yeah, uh, West, you do have to like everywhere kind of worry about it, I guess. Um, what's is Oregon like that? Do do y'all, y'all probably get, you don't really worry about water as much as like, you know, the Colorado's and California's. I mean, it's, we typically have rain and snow melt November through May. And so right now we're in the middle of our boating season. So okay. this is for us. We boat in the winter mostly. It's Oregon, so it rains. So we don't worry too much. But if it, if it doesn't rain, things get low and kind of not that fun. Like right now it hasn't rained for a month. And so there's boating to be had, but it's kind of scraping down stuff. And all the like really cool eccentric stuff isn't happening. Uh, but in the summertime, there's not much. There's some stuff to boat, but not much. It's all dam control. Or like the white salmon. We go to white salmon in Washington because it stays pretty consistent because of aquifers. Um, yeah, so it's a different season. Um, what would you consider your home river right now? The hood. Yeah, the, the hood. hood river. I mean, I we have a class on it today. I dropped them off <laughs> this morning. Oh, okay. Got I did their shuttle. Notice. Yeah. So, I mean, from my house, we met at the bakery. We drove 10 minutes to put in and then dropped them off. And then I, I drove the shuttle, which is a 20-minute shuttle, and walked home. <laughs> so it's like right here in my backyard. I mean, you, we could do, it's like five miles of continuous class three, you know, from leaving my house back to my house, usually like two hours and 15 minutes and just having like five miles of fun white water. It's not, it's class three. It's not super hard, but it's fun. I love it. It's great surfing. Um, so it's just in our backyard. Awesome. That's cool. And then, uh, well, name of the podcast, my favorite river. It's the hardest question I ask. Nobody, yeah. I usually tell people they can't answer the Grand Canyon, but um, somebody with your, you know, experience, I don't know if you have a favorite or if you have one that's like special, special to you. Um, that's a better way to put it. What river is special, special to, you? to you? Yeah. Um, the Tuolumne is really special to me, uh, for sure. I have, I'll answer two answers. The Tuolumne, because that's where I spent so much time and where I went from being just like a really crappy guide to like getting much better at guiding. Um, I really like grew up there and introduced me to so many people and camping, you know, it's an overnight trip. So camping at the, at the confluence of the Clavy river in the middle of Tuolumne above a class five rapid it, it's class four plus we can call it class. I'll call it class five just for drama yeah. um, is really special. There's something that like gives me goosebumps thinking about it. Um, but my other favorite river is the Illinois in Southern Oregon. It's an overnight trip in the spring. Uh, it's spectacular. And I'm not going to go into how special it is because I've talked forever. But the whole region around the Illinois, from the Smith River up to the Rogue, is the best collection of rivers in the world. 
I'm going to say that. And I've traveled. I haven't seen all the rivers in the world. I've seen a lot of them, not, all, not even close to 1% of them for sure. But like I've traveled the world looking for like, where's the coolest place to go boating. I've gone to those places, not all of them, but a lot of them. And have to say that like that whole area with the Cam the Calmeopsis wilderness at the center with the Chetco, the Illinois, the Rogue, all the tributaries and the Smith River is uniquely special to the world. It is really special. Yeah, I think that uh, I might start changing it to what's what's like your, your river, especially because yeah. I think that that's a lot easier because, you know, you talk about favorites, like the favorite class five, favorite like multi-day, yeah. favorite fun run it's 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 a it's a hard question to like <laughs> quantify like why it's my favorite but especially you just kind of feel it and like yeah. you said like goosebumps and um it's just a special part in your uh heart um the uh so so the youtube channel i, I think that you you and aaron's dynamic you guys must like you guys have to have known each other for a long time the way mm -hmm. that you you just kind of I it's kind of like you like it's it's me and my friends when my friend me and my friends are in an argument and you're like no 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 come, come on man like <laughs> uh that there's no, there's no way you think that then you're in, but so how long have you and Aaron known each other I mean we met in college okay and I was a kayaker as before I learned to guide I was a kayaker and he was the head of the whitewater program in the school and so I we didn't always get along at first because you know I was this cocky kayaker and he was established in the outdoor program and, uh, but I had, I really wanted to go to guide school. Like I said earlier, I wanted to be a guide and I had to interview with him and he was my instructor for the guide school. And so we didn't get along, uh, that well before guide school and even during almost. Um, and then, uh, he let me into the guide school, which I'm super lucky he did because he didn't, I don't think he liked me. Uh, we just butted heads. And then after that, you know, we started paddling together and we both, love to paddle like we went and did some cool kayaking trips together and and then we both ended up on the tuolumne at the same time i worked for echo he worked for arda but we'd also because neither company could keep you busy all week we guide for each other's companies all the time and so uh we worked together a ton and our paths just cross have crossed over the past 20 something years uh yeah so we just met in college and and started gated a lot of guiding together and so did that what, at what point did y'all like start these phone i think i think you said before like me and me and aaron do this anyways so we might as well yeah YouTube. well so, and you know, we hadn't talked for like at one point i mean maybe on like a couple times for like 10 years we really like you know i have friends who I haven't i don't talk to for five years and we're friends again and i feel like we hadn't talked for a long time and then all of a sudden he was doing a similar job that i do he was getting into outfitting in in, in a different way and we just started chatting on the phone more. He'd ask me questions and I'd ask him questions and we'd just chat. And then one, I was doing the YouTube, the gear garage thing, and I wasn't telling people about it because I'm super embarrassed by it. Uh, but one day I asked Aaron, and I, and I did these videos, my friend Vlad, where Vlad and I recorded the videos on Skype. We'd watch the videos. I recorded it and put it on YouTube of his Russian trips. And it would be me interviewing him, but it was, they're terrible interviews. I'm very embarrassed by them. And one day I asked Aaron to do a review of something with me, some video I had. I'm like, Hey, I, I want to get your input on this. And we'll post it on, on, on YouTube. And so we did the recording. I edited it, I put it on YouTube and it was really fun for us. Like we just had fun doing it and people liked it. 
But the problem is when you do that kind of Skype thing, the editing is super annoying. You have to like to get it and edit it and upload it. And so Aaron, and I did a couple more of them and I'm like, Aaron, dude, I cannot keep doing this editing. Let's just throw on the live switch on YouTube and let it roll because that way I don't have to do any editing. Yeah. I'm like, we can just like, let's just see what happens if we go live. I know. And I had to talk him into it because he was like, I don't know. What if this happens and that happens? I'm like, let's just do it. I, I, I don't want to do any more editing. And it was even better because people started like chiming in and we're like, that dynamic is really fun because now we can just bicker and give our opinions. And now we have people like adding to the conversation and it just becomes something that Aaron and I like doing and look forward to every Friday. Yeah. I, the, the comment section is, you know, sometimes it's hysterical. Sometimes there's like good stuff in it. Mm -hmm. Um, There's even, y'all started to get fans to the point where there's like inside jokes and Mm -hmm. you know like the wind wins the wind footage (laughs) that's funny that like that's that um and like the keeping score between zach and aaron that's it's really Mm -hmm. cool and i i I completely get the whole like you start posting stuff on social media and you're like not sure if you like it or not or like i'm not i don't know if i should tell my friends like when i started doing some of the stuff for River company outfitters i told absolutely no one besides my girlfriend what i was doing like yeah it was like like especially the, the tiktok thing kind of took off and it's already got its its connotations for like doing anyways but like we were getting like that i was getting like thousands of views so i was like i i have to keep doing something with this <laughs> but it was just like i don't i'm not gonna tell my friends that i'm doing this because it's kind of like embarrassing but um yeah uh the i'm glad that you and aaron decided to do that because i i enjoy it as someone who's scouring the internet looking for a river um uh content it's just it's one of the 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 better ones i've found out there especially thanks um, thanks but uh when you when y'all are doing the show do you do you prefer you know hey Aaron, I have these five videos and we're going to review them. Or do you, do you like it when you, you all do those like prep work and you talk about like boat spacing and like you have um, your displays and, and stuff like that? Which one would, would you rather? They're the, they're the same. They're the same. It's just, it helps us to have content. If yeah. we just chatted, I don't know what we chat about. And I, I stress out that like, oh man, what are we going to talk about this week? And so I prep stuff. And so as long as we have something to talk about, it's all fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, do you have a, do you have a, do you have a favorite, do you have a, here's my question again. Do you have a favorite episode? Do you have an episode <laughs> that you like, I, I, I really like the, um, the one you just posted, the one with Vlad, that's the, oh, that's yeah. the same guy you said earlier. I, I, yeah. did, I thought he was very entertaining and, um, uh-huh. Russian, uh, Russian and, you know, central Asia videos yeah. are just crazy anyways, because they, especially the older stuff. Cause it's kind of like, are people really is this is what people are doing <laughs> like yeah sometimes like no helmets no life jackets or the crazy boats and stuff um but is there uh if, if somebody was like hey i i want to check out your youtube do you have a do you have a do you have an episode you point to no if somebody said let me check out youtube i would say don't you shouldn't because <laughs> i say a lot of stupid things you shouldn't watch it um but if, if i have a favorite one not really um i do like the ones I record ahead of time, it, it's kind of like, I like doing them, but it is a lot of work. Yeah. And so I kind of dread those a little bit. 
Um, I did one last night. I was actually pretty excited. I'm excited about the end product because I'm really proud of it. But it's a lot of work. The YouTube, like I said, you just flip on the switch and talk. And so it's just fun. And so they're all fun to me. There's some I, I don't like that I'm like, oh, that's, I said some really stupid things that week. Um, but as long as I didn't say anything too stupid, um, I like them all. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, <laughs> I understand that too. Um, do you have any future plans for the, the, the show? We kind of talked about it before, but like, um, is there any live things? Is there anything interesting that you'd like to do with it besides just you and Aaron? I, I know Aaron's like, is he's in Hawaii, right? So mm-hmm. that makes everything a little bit more difficult to do like a live show with you sitting on a riverbed and Aaron sitting in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have a lot of ideas of things I'd like to do, but I also, I mean, this is like a hobby really. I mean, I have a job, a really job that keeps me really, really busy. So yeah, there's all kinds of cool things we could do with it. Um, but I don't think, I don't know if we will. Like I really, one thing I we've been doing is I, I'd like to do like, per, I've done some of these like professional guide classes where I bring on a professional to give a professional, it's not like Aaron and I, it's just us chatting. It's just like us vomiting words and hopefully it comes together as something palatable. Uh, but I'd love to bring on more guest speakers to do professional presentations about, about professional guiding. And so I've done that on some Mondays and then, you know, I get a, way more email questions or like people contact me with questions. Like I have a 14 foot bow. What frame should I get? And I'm like, I don't have the time to get to them all. I just don't, I can't answer. And sometimes the emails are like a page long and I, I don't even have time to read these emails and it's not even my job to help people buy boats, you know? So um, I started a live show on Tuesdays where I just answer questions and then it's actually fun for me. And then the audience can help answer the questions too. So I think, if I have time, do more of the Monday professional, bring more guests on. And then Tuesday, do more of the live show where I answer questions. I think that's realistically what I can do. But yeah, there's a lot of cool things. Like when I go to trade shows, I should do live shows from trade shows. Or when I go to different meetings or rivers, like I should be doing things, but sometimes I'll bring the camera gear and I get there and I'm like, no, that's weird. I I just want to have fun. Like, I don't want to be a, have to do a show here. So I, I don't know if I will. One, one interesting thing. Um, I was teaching a class yesterday on the river and I had on, it was day two of the class on day one, I taught her how to do a two point self-equalizing anchor. And I said, as a boater, you, you don't need to take a rescue class necessarily, but if you get stuck on a rock, you have a responsibility to tie a two point anchor to your boat. And if somebody threw you a throw bag attached to that throw bag, that is the one thing all boaters should learn, right? It's just super, it's not that hard. And then if people pull, they're pulling on a two-point anchor, which I think is important. And we were on the river on a super continuous part of the river and she got stuck on a rock. And I had to walk back, it was about five minutes to walk back up because it was like trees and rocks and everything. And as I was walking up, she had tied that two-point anchor with the webbing in the boat and I threw her a throw bag. But man, I really wanted to put my, my camera on a, on a, and turn it on live yeah because there's cell service and i almost if i had a tripod i would have been like hey hold on it would have been i'd like to in the field when things happen turn the youtube live on then and just let it roll as a situation unfolds i think that would be really cool i agree i think that'd be really awesome i've been trying to figure out how to do that and most of the places that i go boating don't my like phone doesn't 
come in yeah, enough yeah. To, to do that. So I've been trying to like um, make sure that like the GoPro's on or you know my phone is out if i can do that that's that that would be really cool if, if i'm just on youtube and all of a sudden it pops up that that uh, the gear garage is live and you click on it and y'all are actually on the river i think that there's active i mean there's yeah. on the river which i can do like i could actually hook the gopros up to talk to the phone and go live that way or the drone i could make the drone transmit live because I, I bring a drone a lot um but if it's like in the case of a rescue like hey we're actually doing a real rescue like that, I think that would be super interesting. So I, my goal is to try to be set up to do that in the future. Yeah, that, I love that idea. I, um, I think there's people out there that definitely would enjoy it. Plus, like you said, you go live and it's on YouTube. You don't have to edit anything. It's something that, <laughs> like, I can, like yeah. we can go back and look at it later um, without yeah. having to do a whole bunch of work. And I've heard from people that uh, like Annalie Decker, I talked to her, she went and she really enjoyed your uh, class when she did mm -hmm. it. Um, so I've heard that like, just, it's a lot of fun to, to learn stuff out there with you. Um, Thanks. Yeah. I'm, 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 I was a teacher for a while while I was guiding. And so I, I have some teaching you know, experience, not to say I'm the best teacher ever, but like I have enough teaching experience to where I think I do. Okay. Um, yeah. The class you do with Annalie, we, for, we, had, we did a bunch of scenarios and one of them i told these two guys to go get a boat super stuck on a rock so we can pretend like a wrap situation and they actually were able to wrap it oh yeah <laughs> and it was really cool like we actually they wrapped the boat so uh the trip leader candidate had to run a whole wrap scenario and i had my drone with me and it broke at that moment and that would have been the coolest video from a drone of that rap and i'm i was really bummed to have not had that video yeah that i saw i think she took some pictures while she, had, she has the best yeah. photos of that rap yeah. yeah she had great photos of that yeah she does a great job of, of of taking pictures and videos and stuff um what what is your why do you like river knives why do we why do we, why, <laughs> why, why do we like now we're getting into some of my my questions yeah, yeah. Um, i mean you scroll through your gear garage and that's, you, you have, you got at least, you got at least five videos about uh, river knives. Oh, I have more than that. I, have more than <laughs> that. I mean, first of all, I'm a boy scout. So I like the boy scouts like knives. I mean, men like knives. Yeah. I'm like a man. I like knives. Like, you know, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, knives are cool. Um, but I think with river knives, a lot of people just buy what they can buy when they check out an NRS, like, Oh, I'll click river knife and get it. And some of those river NRS knives are really bad. Like they don't, they don't really cut. Um, and I think a lot of people just buy a river knife off the shelf. Their buddy has one. They just copy them and they don't actually use them. And I think all these people who are like, I got to have my external knife. Cause I have to pull my knife off in one second and cut a rope with, with one hand. I think that that's cool. Uh, the downside is if it takes you 10 seconds to cut the rope, that's kind of silly or 20 seconds. Like some of those NRFS knives can barely cut rope. You're going to saw the rope, right? And I don't want to bad mouth, bad mouth NRS too much. Um, but some of their knives are not that great and they are external. So you can get it, with it within a second, but then when you actually cut it, it doesn't cut. So I realized that people, when they go buy a river knife, don't get a look at everything. They're like, Oh, I just going to grab this or that. Or my friend has. And I feel a responsibility to try to share all the different possibilities of people so they can make a decision. Right. Like, yeah. and so I, as, 
And what happens, I've done a few videos and then inevitably somebody is like, oh, that's really cool. Check out blah, blah, blah knife. And now you go, okay, I'll check. I'll order it. It's 80 bucks. And I get it. And I'm like, this knife is okay. It kind of sucks for these reasons. And then I go, good. I will check out blah, blah. And so most, more than half the knives I've bought are people recommending me to try out some knife. that's the ultimate knife. And I buy it. And I'm like, yeah, it's somewhat good, but not perfect. So I'm passionate about river knives because I think a lot of people have crap. Let's just put it that way. Well, I, I think that's really, you brought up like a couple of points that I thought think are really cool. Um, besides the fact that knives are cool and guys like knives, but like, <laughs> uh, like I, you look behind you and you know, you, you are, you know, perks of probably being the owner of an outfitter is you have a lot more access to gear that some of us are just trying to, we go online and it's kind of like, yeah. What, what are we supposed to do? Like even rafts, I, I've talked to some people, like you, there's no way to test out a raft before you buy it privately. Like um, it's basically like, is it the one that you've got to guide with? Does your buddy have it? Um, and so um, your reviews on, on stuff like that is really cool. Cause like, I don't know the difference between a thro like throw ropes when I go to like buy my new throw rope. It's just like whatever you can find on, on the website what the length is and the cost is pretty much what a lot. Of and I have do. a ton of throw ropes too, for the same exact reason. And for me, if I buy all this stuff and then I bring it to one of my classes, I'm like, Hey, you guys play with all this stuff. I can do videos about it, but I also say, Hey students, you play with this stuff and then you decide what you want. I'm not going to tell you which river knife to get play with them all. And then you can pick one. And I feel like it's really great for our classes. Yeah, I, I, that's another thing. Yeah, so you, you you have the opportunity to actually use it where like if, if I bought nine river knives, I would just have nine river knives in my closet and I'd have <laughs> nobody else to, um, I'd have nobody else to share it with. Um, but um, yeah. Hey, but having nine river knives in your closet is not a bad thing. Knives, <laughs> I mean, knives are cool. Let's just say that the, um, do you ever watch a TV show, The Walking Dead? Yes, yeah. Let's just say that happens. <laughs> You're going to want those nine river knives. So there's yeah. certain, there's certain things that you can't have too many things of like um, guns, extra food, gold, and knives flashlight. just in case flashlights. My, my, my dad gives, panels. my dad gives everyone a flashlight for Christmas every year. Yeah. Yeah. Water like, filters. Like those um, are good things to own. But uh, okay. So I have a few, I have a few questions. I didn't, I like to kind of get shoot from the hip kind of shoot, answers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if I invited you to come rafting on the Okoe and I say, Hey, I'm providing everything for you except for one thing. What would be the one thing you would bring boating, like a paddle, your favorite helmet, your life jacket. What's something that that's like, this is, I'm using this. I'm not using something you have. I probably bring a life jacket, your life jacket. I mean, if you just said, Hey, I have a new XL, whatever I'd be cool. But like, if you didn't tell me what it was, I think flotation is really important to me. Um, and it's a single, I mean, I think it's a single biggest factor in terms of safety is your, your PFD flotation. Yeah. And, um, actually, and you talk a lot about the, um, I think it's the astral, the green jacket mm -hmm. and how it has like the safety harness. Well, like I'm not swift water rescued certified. Mm -hmm. So like as cool as that jacket is. I was like, I'm not going to get that. I don't, yeah. I don't need that belt. I'm well, and I'm pro probably never going to volunteer to be live bait on anything either. Yeah. So 
Um, I just went with the blue jacket. Same and thing. It, and the blue jacket has the side entry. You don't have to stick yeah. it over your head. It has a, the buckles on the side. So you don't have to deal. You don't have the extra weight of the harness. You have, you know, you don't have to buckle the harness every time. And it's easier to get on and off. It's a great jacket. Um, this is a question I'll ask everybody. And I'm interested to hear from you with, with all the gear. Usually yeah. all I say is, do you use a guy stick or do you use a customer paddle? A customer paddle. Customer paddle? That was, that was I mean, a lot quicker, quicker than I thought. I'd rather have a guide stick. If you gave, if I had like a really nice guide stick, I'd rather have it. But that means I have to have it and carry it with me and remember it. And it gets beat up in the back of the truck. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty simple. Yeah. I'd rather have, you know, the customer stick paddles that are a little bit longer or sweet. Like I have yeah. some behind me. I have one back there. I have a bunch of them that are customer paddles. And then they have some of the green tape that are a little bit longer for that extra like length in a customer paddle really helps guiding but i can guide with the customer paddle just fine the um what's your uh river footwear what's your oh man right now the adidas those adidas terex shoes the boat shoes are the the best shoes i've ever ever had yeah yeah that's um strong recommendation i'm gonna buy like four pairs as soon as i can buy more of my size just to just to have in my basement <laughs> so that i don't have to worry about them they're that good <laughs> And I, over there, I have, I mean, I have three different models of Astral shoes in my corner right now and some Arcteric shoes I've been using. And I, I've, I mean, I have shoes for like play boating, for creek boating, for guiding. And honestly, like these Adidas can do anything. And they have the best rubber, they're better rubber on the sole than the, than the um, Astrals. So yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll wear those Astrals out eventually, but those Adidas are sweet. Awesome. Yeah, I, that's the first time I've, I've, I mean, I've heard you talk about them and I've seen other people, uh, I've seen a review on them on YouTube, but I, I haven't had anybody answer that yet. Um, after the river, are you a beer or liquor or water, I guess? I, I've thrown the water out there in case. In case <laughs> so after the river, when you do go get drunk, what do you drink? Um, you don't have to get drunk. Just, you know, like, I know, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, man, I mean, probably a beer because it's typically like, 4 30 um <laughs> you know diving into liquor that early in the day <laughs> doesn't lead to the best stuff but if you had if you had a beer and like a jack and coke in each hand i'd be like ah oh, man that's a tough choice um i don't know if i'd have the willpower to say no to the jack and coke but hopefully i have the willpower to say no to both because i'm trying to to be healthier in my old age gotcha so hopefully hopefully neither but the water so, that's so a long question a, or the yeah. sweet tea or something like that yeah <laughs> um yeah. east coast or west coast white water are you seriously asking me that i yeah, live I'm on the west coast i, I mean I, I have to ask it because it's one of the questions i ask but like i know you, the answer i mean does anybody answer east coast yeah the people who think it's special in their heart yeah do do people from the east coast come on vacation to the west quite often to paddle uh yes all the time. Yeah. Do people on the West Coast go to the East Coast on vacation to paddle? Um, no, there's just a bunch of crazy river guys that show up at the Gali on in September. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. So I mean that, that I'm not and I paddled a bunch on the East Coast. So I mean I haven't paddled everything, but I paddled a handful of things. It's great, but I mean, you have nothing like Giant Gap in California, Cherry Creek, uh, the Cal Salmon in California. The Green Trust in Washington, 
the crooked in Oregon. They, all our multi days, the middle fork of the salmon, okay, Illinois. Like the, the West Coast is really cool. No, I'm just kidding, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I I get there's a lot of cool day trips over there and some cool creeks and things, but I mean, I'm sorry. I know you're East Coaster, but come on. But I mean, the, I, I I think I just I I I kind of asked that question just to, just to get people to start to to get riled to up like people. I did. Yeah, yeah. I just, <laughs> I just do that to, to get people riled up because um, I know well, the, gonna, I know I'm gonna answer. make a lot of. I just got like a bunch of unsubscribes from their channel with that answer. <laughs> no, uh, I, we, we over here on the East coast, we all accept it. We, we know that you can make more money out there and that you can, uh, um, you can, it, it's just, it's bigger. There's, there's just a bunch of stuff going on. Um, like somebody asked me, I, I don't know if you ever listened to the river radius podcast. Mm, yeah. um, he was doing a Groover episode mm -hmm. and he was texting with me about like, what do we do with like about Groovers here? And I was like, we just, you just hold it till you get to the takeout. Cause you're only on the, like, <laughs> it's a day trip. Yeah. There's a day trip. It's like you, you do it before you eat lunch and you do your second run. Like there is no Groover. I was like, I didn't know what a Groover was till like four years ago because yeah, I'd yeah. never been on a multi-day trip. And he was kind of, uh, it was, it was interesting. Cause he was like, I didn't, had no idea. He didn't even think about the fact that like, there's only like three rivers over here that you can even think about doing a multi-day trip on 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 the east coast um there's actually more i mean but i think most people that boat that listen to your podcasts are whitewater paddlers and they want at least to have class three there's a whole bunch of really cool like class one canoe trips that are long that you can do a lot of places on the east coast but you you know they're not you know they're not whitewater so yeah. people skip them yeah like i mean i, I say not like multi-day but like the chattahoochee runs through the whole state of georgia like mm -hmm. it's 400 miles my my uncle actually did it from like source c like you can do that if you want to it's just yeah. like hours and hours of just days and days flat. yeah it's just <laughs> it's flat it's not sometimes it's not even moving fast yeah. um and with the dams you have to go between the the lakes and stuff but yeah, you, you are correct. It's just there's not a lot of uh, whitewater uh, things. Do you but, have? You know, uh, let's go back ahead. to your Groover question. I mean, there is a thing called a wag bag, and even people that paddle for a day should bring wag bags. They don't like sometimes people have to poop at lunch. Like, do you just like so? Like a wag bag is a solution instead of a Groover uh, for uh, even one day trips. I carry one in my kit just in case. A wag bag. Wag bag. It's just like a bag. It, it's pretty. It's it opens up really big. It has a nice closure. Um, and then you can, you can, you're allowed to throw it into a regular trash. Cause there's like, there's stuff in the bag, chemicals that make the solidify the poop and make it, I don't know, it does something, but, um, we use them a lot out here. Like if we, if somebody wants on a commercial trip to go poop at lunch, instead of pulling the whole groover out, we're like, Hey, take this wag bag. It's super easy to use and just bring it back to us and we'll throw it away. And so that's a, that's a good intermediate step. That's a good and, tip. We use them on our Chetco trips where we hike in. We want to keep weight light, and you can stuff like a six poops in one. No, no, four. You can stuff four poops in one. You can stuff four because we we have when people go to use it, we have to stack four rocks, and when the fourth rock gets stacked, we clean it up and put a new wag bag out. So they're pretty big. Yeah, I I pulled up. It was that was one of the things you used to you used to do a podcast and you you do like gear of the week or oh yeah yeah episode, yeah. and I used to like. I, I, I bought a few things off of that, um, oh, sweet. like the gear of the week. And so I thought that was a, that was always a cool thing. So I'll, a wag bag seems like, and it looks, I don't know how big it is actually, but online it looks like it's something that you could just put in your first aid kit. 
Um, I mean, it would fit if you had nothing else in there. It's yeah. not that much to carry. Like, I wouldn't put in my first aid kit, but you can stuff in the bottom of a dry bag super dry easy. Bag. It doesn't okay. take much space. I mean, inside there, there's like, there's, you know, there's a uh, little bit of toilet paper, um, like double, ba- double bags. It's all there. It's pretty cool. Um, cool. Yeah, that's will be something I'll, uh, you, you, you put a link for your Amazon thing on there and I'll put that in the show notes. So you, know, <laughs> you can get the credit for the uh, Amazon link for the, uh, the, the wag bags. Um, um, the, what do you, what do you listen to on the way to the river? Do you ever listen to pump up music before you, you, you go, or is it classic rock, rock jams? What, what kind of oh, music do you listen to on the way to the river? Boy, I mean, I'm a eighties country, nineties rock, eighties, nineties. I mean, I'm a rock and country kind of person like, um, poison, Def leopard, Clint black, George Strait. Uh, but I'm probably actually listening to a podcast or news or something. Uh, so once in a while I'll, I'll throw in some music, but I'm probably listening to, to, uh, some update on news or something gotcha, really yeah. boring. If, a book on tape or a book on tape or something like that. I'm pretty, I'm pretty nerdy about stuff like that. Yeah. I just listened to, or I'm listening to the Emerald mile on tape. Oh yeah. Um, which is a great, it's, it's like 15 hours on, I think on audio tape and, um, I've, I've really enjoyed it. My girlfriend's enjoyed it and she kind of is just getting into like coming with me on these trips the last couple summers so it's pretty interesting because she she likes how the like the book's laid out and how it's a great book yeah it's a a good storytelling uh method um well um so who who do we need to shout out here who's who's uh we need to shout zach's zach's zach and aaron's youtube channel in the gear garage Oh, I get to shout some stuff out. I'll shout some stuff out. Yeah. Um, yeah, subscribe to – give me a subscriber. I need subscribers. So subscribe yeah. to the channel. The more subscribers I get, the bigger my ego gets, and my ego needs to get bigger. So please <laughs> help my ego. The, the podcast you mentioned earlier, we're now putting the audio from the Friday show on the podcast. Oh, cool. So the River Talk podcast, it kind of fizzled out. It's hard to keep – like it's hard to get Priscilla and Eric together. So it fizzled out. But people want the audio of gear of the Friday show and we had the platform. So I just now I'm putting the platform on. So if you want to hear just the audio of our Friday show, check out River Talk podcast. Um, but I want to shout out some other people. Rafting Magazine, Trevor Rafting Magazine is doing some super cool stuff. Like send him a subscribe. Um, they put so much time and energy into what they're doing. And uh, I appreciate like anybody who wants to support them would be really cool. I got to meet and- him on on the golly on, on pillow rock this yeah this last year he was i was like you're you're zach from from rafting magazine trevor, <laughs> I was like, I trevor. or trevor trevor sorry. yeah trevor from rafting magazine <laughs> and, and he was just like staying on the rock and i was like taking videos i was like oh i know who you are <laughs> yeah he's, he's a great guy um him and kaylee they're starting a new show i just saw it last night it's called afraid and something where they they review videos um and so give them a, give them some support because they're they're working hard on this stuff and I, and, and it's hard to do. Um, and uh, I also, you know, if anybody's looking for organizations to support, I just want to always point out American whitewater is a really spectacular nonprofit. There's a lot of nonprofits out there that like are like just doing the wrong stuff or wasting people's money, but they're a very efficient organization doing great things. And if you want to donate money, donate, donate money, but be, by becoming a member of American whitewater, you're giving them your political voice. 
So if you're not out there calling your, your, your representatives and senators and pounding the pavement, just become a member of AW and let them do it on your behalf. So I'd, I'd, love, I'd love people to join in Breaking Whitewater as my, the biggest part of my shout out. Uh, awesome. I second that as uh, an American Whitewater member. I completely uh, agree because they're all they're one of the things that does like traverse the whole country. Like yeah. they're helping Oregon, they're helping Georgia. Um, so that's a great, a great organization. And it, and we're I mean, all, a lot of these organizations are fighting off threats all the time. You don't hear about it. They're doing it. And you don't hear about it until they don't fight one off. And they're like, uh, oops, this one slipped through, like some extra permit tax or some rule or some access goes away. Um, they are constantly fighting on behalf of voters. And it's not a given that we just get to go boating and put it in a takeout where we want to. That's not just like a God-given right. That's, that's something that we have to be fighting for. And, and, and we can do it as individuals. Uh, but if you're not and you want to continue to have access to our rivers and have rivers stay healthy and clean, uh, American Whitewaters is doing it on our behalf, and the least we can do is is become a member. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. So that's awesome, um, Zach. I really appreciate you taking time out of your day yeah. to uh, to to talk with me. We both probably could talk all day uh, <laughs> uh, about whitewater and rafting and rivers and um, stuff. But I, I really appreciate you coming on for this this time, and um, I hope everyone does subscribe and. Um, I hope that you y'all keep producing content that uh, entertains yeah, me. <laughs> <laughs> as long as Aaron's up for it, I'm in. Um, if it ends up being like Zach, Zach and Dougie's show, it might die pretty quick. So Dougie's <laughs> fun to have on, but um, it's really fun. Aaron's been so generous to block off every Friday afternoon. So um, as long as Aaron keeps doing it, I'll be stoked. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, I hope that you, um, uh, continue and i hope that someday we actually get to meet in person and, we will uh, until uh next time i'll see you downstream uh i remind people to tip their guides um and uh have a good one so